Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cerulean Roll. I am joined, as always, by Jamzine Crow. If you guys would like to say hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. Despair is fully set in <laughs> from the events of last session, which I will go over now. Last session, our heroes endured a terrible storm. The seas were harsh on everyone as thunder struck the ship, lighting pieces of it on fire. Belongings were tossed around, and everyone was getting injured. The harrowing storm saw Kishi, who popped out of a barrel, get knocked unconscious from a head wound. But our crew pushed through and successfully got to the peony pedal, where they began to look for a place to rest. Though overwhelmed by this enormous place, they made their way to an inn, and as they checked in and moved to their bedroom, the night went as quick as it could. However, Mako was awoken by a presence, and was met with the face of his mother. As they talked and chatted away, she led him to the House of Mirrors in the amusement park. And that is where Mako met a fate that he never thought he would. His soul ripped out of his body, now leaving a body on the floor of the House of Mirrors. And that's where we'll begin. Oh, we are going to start the day off with Nanette and Eldorus. Uh, all right. Jewel uh, is turning in her sleep, Nanette. She goes, mm. ah, Good morning, Nanette. Good morning, Jewel. Are you ready to do some um, exploring today? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I want to see what those sweet smells were. Oh, for sure. There's going to be a lot to look at while we're here. I'm so excited. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, all right. And you see as she like pops out of the bed and scrambles towards the door. And as she opens it, you hear the door next to you open as well. And as you guys meet in the hall, you see Eldorus. Good morning, Eldorus. Oh, good morning, Nanette. Did you, um, did you have a good night? I, I would say so. Not bad. The rest is good on a stable bed, I guess. Well, that's good. Um, where's Mako? I don't know. Usually he's up before us. Yeah, um... And, like, where's his room? His room is next to yours, Danette. And as you look over at it, you see the door is swung open. Oh. Um, Mako? And Danette peeks into the room. There is no one in the room. You see the covers are a mess. You see just some of his belongings still at the side of the bed. 
That's weird. Mako wouldn't normally leave things like this. That's um, a tad bit concerning. We should really go check that out. Yeah, um... Oh, not sure where he would have gone. Uh, maybe the person at the desk saw him leaving. Oh, yeah, maybe. Let's go see. Alright. And as you guys walk down the halls on this uh, first floor, you turn the corner and you see the receptionist sitting there, scribbling on paper as usual. Um, hello. Uh, yes, yes, hello. Um, did you see the other person that was with us yesterday leave here? She scratches her chin. Uh, the Arakakra, right? Yes. Um, no, no. I, I haven't seen anyone. Why? Oh, um, we were just wondering where he went is all. Uh, I might have been in a trance. Well, he left. You know, no sleep and all. Um, maybe you should check... What's he into? I'd say check there. Um, Nanette turns to Aldoris. Maybe, like, a library or something? I guess we could look around for a library. Or, um, maybe he went to go buy some stationery? Oh, that's also true. Well, I guess more places to look then. Alright, let's, uh, go. I hope he's not in any trouble. Yeah, I hope so too. And as you guys walk out the door uh, to this inn, you guys see that there's a concentration of sailors towards one segment of this place. You see Navy, you see pirates, you see your average treasure sailors. You see a mm -hmm. conglomeration towards the amusement park side. Huh. And you see people are actively walking out of there, or walking towards there. Um, I wonder what's going on over there. Well... Why don't we check out? I'll check it out. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I, I think so. Maybe Mako was enamored by a performance or something, and he went over there. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I think we could have heard a performance from up there, though. Weird. Yeah, I'm not sure why he would leave alone to go see something like that. Yeah, I'd expect a knock at my door, but, you know, maybe he didn't want to bother us. Long day, after all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And as you guys begin to walk towards the crowd of people, it's kind of like a tidal wave of people forming a wall around this vicinity. And you can squeeze and budge to the front. Or what do you guys do? Or what are you doing, Nin? Um. I guess I'm 
just gonna try to get the attention of like someone around us. As you like tap someone on the shoulder, he turns around and goes, "Ah, uh, hello." Uh, excuse me. Um, do you know what's going on here? Um, uh, not particularly. I heard they found a body in the mirror, the mirror palace. A, a body? Yes, a body. Quite peculiar. No pirates and navy can fight on this land, so it's quite strange. Oh. How strange. <sighs> a lot of these sailors are trying to piece it together. I heard some navy is uh, up front with the body. Uh, alright, um, thanks for the info. Yeah, thank you. Eh, no problem. And you see he turns around and begins chattering, and you do hear, Poor fella, that Arakakra probably didn't know what was coming to him. I wonder who got him. I bet it was those navy. Nanette immediately turns to Aldoris. And you Her see eyes are Eld wide. Eldoris' eyes go wide, and you see as they are normally like a, a softer and duller pink, but they gloss over and turn red. Nanette immediately starts trying to push through all the people. Yeah, Eldoris forcefully puts his hand between everyone and just starts shoveling through alongside you. And Jewel is following close behind you guys. No time for pardon me. I need to see that body right now. Oh god. And as you him. guys as you guys push through the entirety of the crowd, you leap over these cordoned ropes. And you do see that a couple of navy officers go Hey, 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 buddy, chill, watch out. Where are you two going? We, I gotta go see we, if that's we my need friend. To see, we need to see that body. Well, if you can identify the corpse, then that'd be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, Nanette, you hear a crackling coming from next to you. I look over. As you look over, you see as Eldorus's golden hair is sparking with electricity. Oh, oh my. All right, that's enough. I'm going to go see the body. And yeah. as you as you follow Eldorus as he's pushing through the navy, as soon as you breach through the crowd, you see a very familiar face standing over Mako. What? He looks you dead in the eyes. Is that you, Nanette? And 
As he stands up fully, you see your brother. Um, oh, this is so awkward. Um, oh, uh, Galeo, hi, funny seeing you here. Oh, it is real funny seeing you here after what you did. Yeah, um... Uh, mm. And you see... And hear... A loud crackling... Coming what? from Eldorus. You see his blonde hair undoes itself from the noose. As your brother begins to berate you. You see... As his hair... Mats together and forms into tendrils lined what with red energy you see as his elbows jut out and sharpen and his teeth begin to gnash as his eyes are gleaming red uh, Eltors uh, Mako who did this to you Mako Nanette immediately, like, almost ignoring her brother, she just kneels down towards Mako. He picks up Mako's body. Mako! We were supposed to explore together. We just became family. What happened? Before we get into that, we are going to cut away. And you guys now see a warm room. You see a chimney that is filled with a flickering flame and an all-around cozy atmosphere that is way larger than anything you guys have been in. And you see two... Little birds. Two little Aarakocra. Oh. Hey, Mako. Do you want to go explore the town? Really? I mean, you know, I'm kind of bored here. And yeah. I really want to go out. You think we'll get in trouble? I'm sure we will, but, uh... You know, it don't hurt anyone if we just slip out the window. I mean, as as long as they don't find out. Exactly. We'll be real slick about it. I don't know. Um, okay, we can make a little, a little quick, a little bit, just, just quick, just very quick. All right, just a quick jaunt around town. We can. You know, play around for a bit. Have some fun. Yeah, I would like that. And he opens the windows, and you see snow falling, basically lightly drizzling the town of Lensifolium. Well, there's a lot of snow tonight. I, I, I think that's the best time to play, you know? 
Yeah, true. Though it's a little bit cold, but hey, we have feathers. They'll keep us plenty warm. Yep. And you see as Adric hops onto the windowsill and begins to bat his feathers, his wings, to slow his descent downwards into the lower castle ground. And then Mako continues hesitantly looking down before flapping his feathers and following his brother. As you both land in this fluffy pile of snow, you guys see that the castle grounds are basically empty. You see the pond that is not really a pond. It's more of a constant ice skating rink for you two. And you see the castle walls are as tall and looming as ever, ensnaring you guys within. All right, Mako. We'll need to be real sneaky about this. Okay. Do you remember the exit? Um, I think so. All Maybe. right, let's go. Okay, and you okay. see as Adric does a small roll, like he is trying to be extra stealthy, <laughs> and slips across the ice of the pond for a little bit. And then you guys see a big mound of snow creased up against the wall. Ooh, that's a lot. I thought you said you remembered. And he begins to bat it away. And you see a small crack in the castle wall. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Well, let's go. You might okay. want to grab some sticks, too. We need some weapons. Oh, true. Um, okay, I'll try to get some. You do see that there is this tall and looming, spindly dead tree right next to the castle wall. They're kind of lined up around the perimeter. Ooh, this one's perfect. And Mako goes over to break a, break some two sticks off. You flap your fluffy little wings and you break off two of the pieces and you put them in your little uh, carrying case for a second as you begin to slip through the cracks of the castle wall. As you slide down this, like, almost perfectly made frost slide, you bump into the back of Adric. Sorry. All right. No, it's all right. Well, how about we play swords? I know we love to play swords around town. Yeah. I think that would be fun. And... Uh, as you toss Adric a stick, he grabs it, and you guys begin to uh, clash the sticks against each other, walking around town. Basically <laughs> fake battling. You see the villagers that have lived in Lancifolium are looking on at you, you both, with a smile. Come on, I bet you can't hit me. I bet I can. And Adric is going to roll to hit. That is an 18. 
Oh my god, okay. <laughs> you see, as you taunt him and wiggle the stick around, uh, Adric ducks down low, holds the stick like a rapier, and pokes it into your stomach. Oh, you got me! You know the number one rule, don't get cocky. Oh man. I bet you can't hit me either. And he oh, looks at you. Oh, I bet I can. Uh, roll to hit. Wait, how do I do this? You can roll just a flat d20. Okay. D20? <laughs> See, as he tries to hit him, he slips on the floor. <laughs> you slip on the floor and you drag across it for a second on the ice. Uh, um, uh, maybe we don't <laughs> have a nice fight right now. How about a simpler game? Simpler game? You know, hopscotch. Hopscotch? I think and I'm good at that one. You see in the colorful and vibrant chalks on the city street, there's a little hopscotch, uh, um, a little hopscotch thing drawn on the floor. Okay, you or me first? You can go first. Okay. And uh, I'll just have you roll a, a simple dexterity check. Okay. Oh my god, okay. Oh no, that was almost a, de- a natural 20. Oh shit. Okay. One oh well. second. As you hop across this, you make your way through these little squares, flapping your wings whenever you're just about to fall, and Adra goes, isn't that cheating? Uh, no. No. It's not cheating. Uh. Well, then what if I did this? And you see he flaps his wings so vehemently as he is barely touching the floor with his feet. Oh, what? At least I tried. Well, I did try too. I just oh, tried a little more. Touch the floor. <laughs> and uh, Adric taps you on the nose, and he begins to sprint. You're it. What? Oh, you come back here. And you begin to chase Adric through the streets. He's hopping over crates and barrels and moving so vehemently and quick. He's always been one who's quick on his feet. And you follow him just the same. Instead of hopping over barrels and and stands of vendors, you more often than not avoid them entirely. And as Adric... You know, I just do a lot of sprinting. I have a lot of energy. I can tell. And you both take the corner into a less busy and almost slummy street. And you see as Adric accidentally steps on someone's toes as he's running. Oh, sorry. And you see 
As quick as Adric says sorry, he is met to a knife of the throat. <coughs> well, aren't you a nicely dressed one? I bet you Let's come from a lot of money. Go. And what are you going to do about it? I'm going to get you. <laughs> you look like you can't get a single person. My brother, go. And he presses the knife against Adric's uh, feathers. Adric. Maybe if you can get me some money from your family, I'll let him go. What? You know, it's tired living like this. It's tiring living like this. Yeah, big meaty. And as you say that, your talons extend from your your fingertips. I'll make you let him go. And what are you going to do about it? And you see as Mako begins to go for the strike directly at the hand holding the dagger. As you leap and slice into his hand, you tear it clean off the bone. As blood soaks your feathers, you feel a deep anxiety wash over you. Nervousness, the feeling of throwing up, everything is hitting you all at once. Your fingers begin to tremble as blood is dripping off of your talon. Oh my god. And as you look into your brother's eyes before you faint... All that you see is this look of pure enamor. He is bewildered by what you did and not sickened at all. And as the shaking ceases and you fall to the ground from your anxiety, Adric you awaken to be to being held by a panic to Eldorus. Hey, hey, let me go. Uh, huh? Oh, what? You. Oh, you're, you're alive. alive. What? A, wait, how are you alive? Is hey. I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't get through to him. You... Uh, I took and... him. I took Marco. Oh. Adric. Uh, what happened? He... I... I, I was there. They, I couldn't say anything to him. They... He was tricked. He was... Led. And... They, I... I and you see the other figure that was in this room with Galeo and Adric a tall man staggeringly so barely fitting in the building a golden mane flowing down his back and a marine coat lining his shoulders this gilded lion is adorned on his knee 
And he goes, Well, aren't you alive? That's quite strange. We checked your heart and you were clearly dead. Yeah. I know. Well, that means our job here is done, Galeo. Let's get out of here and let these three talk it out. And Galeo turns and looks at this man straight in the face and goes, But sir, that's my sister right there. That's her. That's the one I've been looking for. Yeah, you'll get her next time, champ. And he picks up Galeo by the coat and drags him out. You just... Okay, um... Nanette, I am going to come back for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you better be ready to explain what's going on. Uh, sure thing. And <sighs> as Galeo is kicking and screaming, uh, he is hauled out of there. Wow, that's a sight of him I haven't seen before. Anyways, um, Adric, do you know... Anything about what happened? Do you know who these people are? I... They... They were looking for something. Uh Something like what? I'll explain this. Okay. So do you want me to explain it for you right now? Uh, yeah. They are looking for a crest you stole, known as the Crest of Death, Adric. Mm-hmm. That okay. is pretty much the gist of it for now. Okay. I, before all of this, before I found my code, I stole this crest from them, a crest of death. And it seems they found they found me, they found him, and they tricked him into a vulnerable place. So these people you're speaking of. Wait, that that means Manko's alright, right? Most likely, but it won't be for long. We need to find him. Do you have any idea of where they are, where they're stationed, where we can go fight them, wherever? I don't think it will be that easy. Why? Why won't it be easy? Well, I know it won't be easy, but why? The thing is, I, the reason I was there was because I was dead. This was in another plane? Another plane of existence? Yes, exactly. Uh, How... uh, How do we even get to a place like that? That's the entire thing. We'll have to begin Uh, looking into that right away. Okay, everyone? Yeah, for sure. 
and you also notice that Eldorus's new appearance is starting to fade away before it could even fully take over, and his blonde hair is returning as the tendrils tie back into a noose at the end. And his golden hair returns. Alright, well, uh, you know which plane it is, right? There's a lot of planes people go to when they die. Uh, it was more of this murky black ink type of ocean. Oh, fuck, it's Shadowfell. Uh, yeah, that's the name. Shadowfell? Also known as the Ashen Seas. Water's as black as ink. Death lurking everywhere. Where the person that brought me back to life is. Oh. Oh, you've had experiences there. Nah, yes. It was brief. I was submerged in the waters. And that goddess found me. That demigoddess, I guess. She returned me to this state of being. Oh. God. I've only heard of one sailor, one crew that went there, but there's no details on how they got there. This is going to be much harder than I want it to be. What would Marco do right now? What would All Marco I can think do is I don't know. library. Think about anguish? Oh, you mean, like, if he wasn't being taken? Um, yeah, yes. Yes. Books. Yeah. Books <laughs> and books. That's all and I can think of. Cooking pants. Cooking utensils. And cooking pants. God, he was so funny. Uh, it's alright. We're gonna get him back. Let's, let's just go. Okay. As you guys begin to stand up in the Hall of Mirrors, uh, Jewel goes, Wait, so... I, I've been trying to piece it together. Mako's okay, right? Uh, for now, yes. Is, is Shadowfell a dangerous place? Yes. It is, um, a place where evil tents congregate, so yes. Quite bad, quite nasty. Oh. Oh. We, we definitely have to go get him. We yeah. are already on it. Or at least trying to find a way. And as you guys walk out of this mirror maze and the Hall of Mirrors entirely, you see the crowd is slowly dispersed as Adric walks out. It seems like nobody cares anymore because he's alive. They really had to gather up this much attention for something so small. 
Well, the thing is, it wasn't that small. Yes, Back when I, I was, I was a pirate. Dead. Back when I was more of a pirate, alive and such. In peony petals. If someone got murdered, that's a big deal. Because these are neutral waters. They could start a war. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes much more sense then. Yes. If they found out that maybe a marine killed you, it would have been over. All this peace would be gone. A matter of moments. I see. Well, whoever did it, regardless, they're not going to get away with it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get him. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to get him. They are going to know pain to no ends. And we'll make sure we get Marco back. Absolutely. But, minor question, Adric. You stole oh. the Crest of Death. Yes, it is a very dangerous crest. Okay. I'm going to step back for a second and reassess this. You stole a thing that makes demigods demigods. Yes. That's fucking nuts. I know. I I think I already knew I was. Well, I'm sure you having it was definitely better than whoever just stole Mako. Well, yes, that's it. kind of the dangerous thing right now. If they get their hands on it by removing it from Mako, well, it's game over. That's a home. That's an ideal. All right. All right. All right. We have an agenda to do. Find book, read book, fix ship. Yes. Oh, boy. The things I... We have to do. And... Uh, what are you guys going to do as you stand in this dispersing crowd? Book. Book. Um, from what you know, there are no libraries over here. Oh, or shit. down in this segment. Oh, so we have to go to a different part. Oh. Yes. You still have the second and, uh, the second and third floor. My goodness. Um, okay. Guess we'll see the, the second floor. As you guys progress up to the second floor, you see this impressive looking staircase. It has these marble platings on it. They trail upwards and lead into a, another extravagant opening. You see this large crystal above the staircase that is sending out brilliant, uh, bright white light. 
And as you guys fully get to the top of these, you see a much more expensive looking part of this place. It's less wood and for lack of better terms, it's less like a flea market and more like a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. You see white and tan tiles are forming checkers across the expansive walkways before you that are swarming with humanoids. And through the bustling crowd, a few buildings catch your eyes as they refract iridescent light and sleek window panes. Each building is relatively similar looking with marble plating on the exterior with a lot of display windows. Signs made of glittering gemstones spell out the name of each shop. You see Arcana Afloat, the Tide Forge, Leatherbound, and the Cowry Carpentry. Any of these places catch your interest? What were the places again? <laughs> um, to sum it up, and without using their names, uh, you can tell a place that sells magical goods, a mm-hmm. blacksmith, a leather worker, and a carpentry place. Maybe the carpentry would be good for a book. Maybe. Oh, yes, yeah. I'd say we should definitely check out the carpentry place to repair our ship. Uh, maybe after we find books. Well, there might be a library around here somewhere. Let's give it a good gander. It's much better to find that first before anything else. Uh, roll me an investigation check, since a lot of these stores are kind of slots, rather mm-hmm. than these big stores that catch your eyes. Oh, man. Ooh. And, okay. Nanette, you find a hole-in-the-wall bookstore. It's this very small-looking bookstore with wooden signs dangling from chains above it. It still has that marbly look, but the feeling is much more cozy as lanterns are using are being uh-huh. used to light this place rather than gemstones. Uh-huh. And Adric, you would not see the same library, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, uh there's a bookstore. Uh where? And then that points in the direction of the bookstore. Oh, you have much better sight. Uh, okay, let's go in. As you guys make a turn and walk down this tile flooring, moving past the crowd, you see this hole-in-the-wall bookstore, and you progress inwards. You see, for the most part, this is constructed of this laminated wood with ornamental carvings in it. And the floor is covered in red strips of long carpet. 
with golden tassels hanging off of each end. And there are many shelves lined with books. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, let's begin looking. You guys locate the, the place that has the books that start with S in them. And give me a investigation check with advantage. Okay. Boink. Both of us? Yes, both of you. Boink. Awesome, okay. Oh lord, okay, buddy. Oh, don't know if I'll need that advantage. Oh god, you don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ, your rolls are... Yeah, that, that is the advantage. <laughs> that is the advantage, okay. Yeah. Um, so, Nanette, as you are looking through these books, you find one with a void, black-looking um, looking exterior. In this laminated, textury font, a lighter shade of gray, you read Shadowfell. Oh, got it. Here we go. Shadowfell. As you pull it out of the socket, you begin to flip through the pages of this book. And as you're reading it, you notice that it's a lot of talking about Shadowfell and the mannerisms of this is a deep, dark, and gloomy place where evil resides. But what Wonderful. you also see is there are speculative places that you can go to to maybe get to Shadowfell, but you wouldn't know mm. if any of these are true. Uh. And you mm. would see one of the main ways that are listed is contact someone powerful enough to bring you there. Powerful enough to bring you there. Powerful enough to bring. And just so you have a little bit more information of what you're reading, I'll give you a quick excerpt. The oceans beyond all oceans. A sea filled with deep gray waters, littered with countless fragments of blackened ash. The ashen sea is sinister and reflection, uh, reflecting the world above. Creatures vile and corrupt hail from this place. The speculative entrance is in the Eldritch Seas. So the Gallium Seas. Oh. It says, legend states of two blackened pillars outstretched from the ocean, looking like two obelisks standing peerless among the waves. Once these pillars have held the finest jewel known to man, light will cascade across the carved surface and make its color shine across the sea. As the jewel hangs between the obelisk, the sea will grant a pathway between the stones. As you sail across the shimmering waters, you enter the Forbidden Seas. Armies of the Blackheart Pirate sail the seas endlessly, 
and tirelessly. Their evil knows no bounds, and some even idolize these pirates that have been lost here. These pirates destroy lands like viruses and have torn down the rulers of the ash. And that's pretty much all you get. Huh. So, pillars and... Yes, the, the obelisks in the sea, in the Galliam Sea. And the other prominent choice is contact someone higher in power. That one sounds... Oh, both of these sound easier said than done. Ugh. The Elmer Sea, Gallium, my home. I wouldn't want to touch that place with a stick with how strong we are right now. So perhaps it's best that we look for someone stronger than us. Yeah, can't imagine what kind of person would be strong enough to do that, though. That's a good question. Hmm. Well, maybe we can research some strong people that have lived around in the library. That's not yes, a bad idea. Um, and give me investigation checks again. This is a broad topic. So I will yeah. say just one of you give me it flat. The book the book of strong people. The book of strong. The book that of strong sucks. people. As you go towards the section of the library that is geared towards more legends and myths, you see a book of brave warriors. Strong people from a century ago. As you open it, you see that this is a tale of three adventurers named Phineas Brynlock, Kane A. Nazir, oh. and Cassidy Holden. Oh! Oh my god! And as you read into it, you read about their escapades, vanquishing a figure from this world, a... A figure, a lich, trying to ascend to godhood. Killing this being, and trapping him at the bottom of the ocean. This is connected to a storybook that is very popular amongst all the seas. Of a paladin who vanquished a demon lord with all of his friends. And... That figure is known as Phineas Brynlock, who still waits, slumbering in the ocean, holding his trident deep into the figure's chest. Oh, as wow. of the locations of Cassidy and Cain, they are nowhere to be found, for they wander the sea like nomads. Well, I guess that's going to be a little bit much harder, but either way, as long as we find one of them, 
Yeah. I'm not quite sure what they could do with this, but... Descriptions for that? Uh, as you look further for descriptions of them, you only see vague descriptors like Phineas the Triton, Cain the Vampire, and Cassidy the Half-Elf. And it also details other prominent figures that helped them and aided them through their journey across the seas. You see a an Aladrin named Silver. You see a merchant named Kremblow Apple. I... Oh my god. And you, you see even more than that. You see a werewolf named Heath. <laughs> You see oh a strong dragonborn named <gasps> Braxton. The listeners have no context to this, but we're like... We're like kicking our legs in the air right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Together, these figures all sought and grew strength to defeat the demon lord, the lich. Wow. They are really powerful. Very impressive people. Other than that, you don't see much of where their locations are or anything. Hmm. Maybe we can... Ask around, see if anyone's seen anyone strong enough to let us shift dimensions. Well, I think that's a very strange thing to ask people, but I don't see why not. I mean, you never know. We could talk some shit in the tavern, and they'll just think we're drunk. <sighs> I... I'm not doing that. Are you sure? I'm sure the tavern is going to be the best place for information. Other than walking up to people in the middle of the street. Is a good point. We could also go ask maybe the Marine. Uh, Are you sure? I mean, it is. You can't do anything to us. Yeah, that is true. Unless that man is crazy enough to start a war, I don't think anything will happen. Well, start a war for what? Asking a weird question? Exactly. If he wanted to start a war, he would start a war way before us. So we could go ask him. Alright. I suppose. Okay. He kind of reeked of booze, so still assuming he's at the tavern. Well, well, yeah. Nanette, if you want to go sit somewhere while we go talk, I'm sure your brother's probably with him. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be good. Maybe Not you can sure. take Jewel to go see some shops. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good. Alright. We'll meet up back at the ship soon. Uh, oh, I think it would be a good idea if you stopped at the carpentry place. See if that guy could repair our ship. Oh, right. Yeah, I can do that. And Eldorus hands you a pouch of gold. It's 15 gold. Use this to cover whatever expenses. Alright, thanks. I'm sure it won't be enough, but uh, we can hope. It's alright, I got some gold on me. Alright. And as you guys begin to split up, uh, Adric, are you following Eldorus? Yeah. You follow Eldorus down these stairs and back towards the inn. And instead of going towards the way of the inn, you take a turn towards the tavern side. The smell of booze is infiltrating your nose as the general noise is almost deafening. And as you guys walk in, you do see a an almost segregated-looking place. You see that there are a bunch of navy coats towards the bartender side. You see a bunch of more government-sanctioned people towards the middle area. And you see a crew of pirates all bashing barrels of ale towards the stage next to the bard who is playing music. Uh. You know, even though it's, you know, sanctioned waters, it's hard to put everyone together in the same room. Yeah, I can see that and I can see why. And the notable figures that you see as you look across the crowd is the Marina from earlier with that golden hair. You see Nanette's brother. You see the bartender who is a parrot to Arakakra. His bright red and blue feathers trail down his back, fluffing out over a tight pinstrip, uh, pinstripe vest. And it, and it is squeezing on a white blouse. Then... Towards the stage, you see a large boar man with blackened fur and huge golden tusks. Rings adorn his fingers and even squeeze against his outstretched tusks. He is wearing a large coat that drapes down to the floor, and he is engaged in conversation with another notable figure. A man with a large and pompous pompadour. Golden locks are tightly greased together and waves like a ship beneath it. His horns protrude from the sides of his head and line his pompadour. He is wearing an extravagant blue and white blouse contrasted by a high collar fluffy coat. That guy has a lot Yes, interesting fashion sense. Well, it's not the pirates we're here to talk to. I mean, unless the, you think they might have information on that. I mean, I don't know. Let's 
If they're very experienced, then maybe? But I'm not <laughs> sure. I think it's better to ask that guy we saw earlier. Yes. Alright, we'll talk to him. And you guys walk over to that, like, overwhelmingly large man. He's taking up two chairs at the bar as he's leaning across it. His blonde hair is flowing through and down his back like a lion's mane. His eyes are alight with joy as he is uh, drinking straight out of a jug of alcohol. And he goes, oh, 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 it's you guys. Uh, the uh, presumably dead one and the one who had the freaky tentacle hair for a moment. Yeah, um, hey, uh, we wanted to ask if you knew about, uh, how do I ask this question specifically of yours? Um, do you know of anyone who can perhaps send us to Shadowfell? Hmm, Shadowfell. Shadowfell. There is one person that I know who has been able to shift people between realities. He's known as the playwright. The playwright? Yes, yes, a powerful man. It's you. From what I've heard, he's on the an island known as Ygrith. Ygrith? Yes, Ygrith. Last I heard, he's planning something. I think I got an invitation to it. He invites prominent figures from around the world to take part in his play. Oh. I wasn't planning to attend. So, how about I hand you all my invitation and the compass attached? You would do that. I mean, I wasn't planning to it, to go to it. You know, I'm not one for sitting around and soaking in a play. However, a bard song, that is a different story. Oh. Thank you. Here, keep it and hold on to it. I can tell I have a good nose for this. And you aren't troublemakers by any sense of the mean. Well, maybe not you. And he points to Aldoris. Your appearance reminded me of someone. A figure who used to wreak terror on the seas. For just a moment, but I can see you're not the same man. Well, um, yes, I am not he who does that terror-bringing thing. He raises them, bro. Yes, yes, not the same person. Never, never the same person. What was his name? I bet it wasn't even anywhere close to mine. Ever. 
I believe it was a man named uh, Eldorus. Eldorus Seawalk Dragon. He was known to be the Devil Kraken. Someone who could sink ships with the swing of his blade. Quite the figure. But you're nothing like him. Yeah, nothing like him. Nothing in the slightest. Ever. Interesting. <laughs> God, you people are giving me a headache. Uh, we'll just leave you alone. Please enjoy your drinks. Wait one second. Wait one second. You, uh, both of you. you. And you see Galeo stands up from his chair. No. You both kidnapped my sister. We did not kidnap your sister. At least I have no context to this. Well, I didn't see your face. But I'm sure she was with you just a second ago. Standing over your dead body. Well, she probably knew my brother. But... Well... Either way... That one, who I recognized quite clearly... He stole my sister. Well, yes, I did, but she didn't want to be with you anyway, so bye. And Galeo pulls out his gun. Hey. And you see, as in a flash of golden light, the figure, that overwhelmingly tall man, stands between you and Galileo. Galeo, watch that temper. You're going to cause problems for the Marines. And he turns around while holding Galeo's mouth with one of his hands to look both of you in the eyes. The name's Carrion. Carrion Stormcrasher. It's very nice to meet you. I believe that even... Some of you pirates have some good about you. So, I'm going to trust you and hold this boy at bay. Thank you. I'm already trying to deal with other very personal, horrible matters already. He nods with a smile. Both of you, I'm sure the man you are going to seek out will lead a pathway to whatever you've lost. Well, I'm glad for the words, and thank you so much, Carry On. Um, I hope we never fight ever in the future, because damn, you were built, man. <laughs> built I am, sturdy like a lion, and strong like one too. Yeah, the way you were able to grab him was terrifying, but it is very impressive. I appreciate the sentiment. Both of you, have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you again. And he nods one more time. And as you guys walk out. Well, that was easy. That was... Very, very easy. I 
I'm glad we caught on to that opportunity. Yeah, I wonder what this playwright guy's about too. I haven't ever heard of him. Um, I think I've been to some plays before. It's just watching people pretend, which is something Mako liked. No. Well, if whoever this playwright is can send us to Mako, we'll be grateful. Yeah. And we are going to cut over to Jewel and Jeanette as Mako and Eldoris make their way to the ship. Eldoris kills me, dude. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, but she didn't want to be with you anyway. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's so stupid. I love him. But, Nanette, as you're walking to your destination, Jules' tail is swaying back and forth as she's oh. taking big strides next to you. Um, and where are you going, uh, Nanette? Um, I guess the first place is just to go to the, to the, um, carpentry place. The carpentry place. Yes. As you make your way across this, uh, floor, you see, you know, the same style of building as I said before. And inside of this very modern-looking building... You see a gnome with large gear goggles that are turning on his oh. hat. He is sitting on top of a desk, on top of an another miniature desk. And he is wearing a heavy lidded helmet that weighs him down a bit. And coveralls that are pulled up to his, uh, to his torso with each strap. Oh, customers! Hello! Oh, uh, hello. Um, our ship got some damages from a storm and we're going to need it repaired. Ah, uh, yes, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad are those damages in your opinion? Um, well, let's see. There's a hole in the ship, there were some fires. I'd say about a f five... Ah, a five. Okay. Well, that's going to be 40 gold, and I'll make my way down there and fix it right away. Uh, all right. Um. Oh, wait, that's math. Do I just... You know what? I'll just do this the easy way. There we go. Cool. You hand him the 40 gold, and he goes... Why, thank you. We'll get right to work. All right, I appreciate that. He salutes, and then you see a bunch of uh, gnomes start um, peeling out of the break room. And you see as they pull on cords and little jetpacks on their backs begin to shake as they fly out <laughs> of the room. They fly out a window. An open window. <laughs> what? Wow. Um, alright then. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, truly. 
Um, well, I guess our business here is done. Yeah. Do you think I could get a jetpack? Um, maybe. I don't see why I mean, not. It's probably easier for them because they're so small. Maybe. But you say they're also it, very small. Yeah, you look down at her and she's like a she's two feet tall. <laughs> I don't like think you have much knee. to worry about. <laughs> huh. I'll make that one of my goals then. That's good. That's a good goal to have. And uh where to now? Hmm. Is there any place that seems interesting to you? Oh, I'm I'm a little interested in just about everything here. I think the magic shop seems really cool. Oh, the magic shop. All right. As you guys make your way over to it, you see this building is slightly different. In the windows, the large glass pane windows, there are these sparkling drapes and curtains. And within them are embedded little gems that are blinking on and off. And as you walk in, you see everything is lit in a cool blue tone. And you see oh. a dragonborn sitting at the desk right next to the opening. He has long and white wispy hair tied into three knots. His black scales are extremely reflective and look like opals, even though they are oh. darker in tone. He is wearing a fluffy robe that hugs his neck and flows down to his feet. And he goes, oh, Welcome, the lot of you. Oh, hello. Here to shop. Uh, yeah, we're just looking around a bit. All right. Ask me about anything that catches your eyes. All right, will do. And as you look around, uh, here's a list of what you see. You see a carrying case for maps and scrolls that is completely waterproof. You oh. see uh, a pile of gemstones that are 10 gold each. You see candles, an assortment of candles that are one gold each. You see on one of these mannequins a cape that is constantly billowing as if it's in the wind. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it, it looks pretty fucking cool. It's like this black cloak with little um, feathers that are attached to the bottom of it and the oh. top collar. Huh. And you see that there are a bunch of assortments of vials. You see that there is a service, like a little um, magical machine indented into the wall that says identify a magical item. Ooh. You see a scroll. You see several scrolls lined up against the walls. And all of them read different spells 
and they Ooh. have different prices. You see one of the spells is called Paste, another one Shark Maw, another one Electric Shock, another one Spontaneous Search, another one is Ice Dagger, and the last one is Misty Cloud. Hello? Anything, any one of those cost, uh, catch your eyes? I've been given a lot of information. Um. Uh. Let's see. What were those spells again? Um, you see Paste, Shark Maw, Electric Shock, Spontaneous Search, Ice Dagger, and Misty Cloud. Huh. I have no idea what any- well, electric shock seems kind of- an ice dagger, that seems kind of self-explanatory. Actually, I'm kind of interested in, um, the identifying a magic item thing. Oh, yes. As you look at that, the machine basically is to put the item in, and it has a price tag on it. Where it uh -huh. says a hundred gold. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> well, can't afford that. Um, <laughs> hmm. Gosh, what else was there? <laughs> uh, you see gemstones, candles, the billowing cloak, uh, cases for maps, and the whole lot of spell scrolls. Huh. That cloak kind of reminds me of Mako. Just a little bit. That's what I was thinking. It looks like his feathers. Yeah. I think he would like something like that. As you hmm. look at the price tag, it's 50 gold. Dang, bro. I can't afford that either. <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 maps in the carrying case oh the, the it's just a carrying case for maps and scrolls and sensitive pieces uh, of paper i see so any important items could go in there hmm okay um and that? How much? Oh, is that it? is that is one gold each. Why not? <laughs> okay, how much are you buying? Um, I guess they all have magical runes on them that ward water. That's awesome. I guess two. You'll buy two of them. Yeah. As you pick them up and take them over to the Dragonborn, unless you're still shopping. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll look around a little more. Okay. I'm still kind of interested in those spells. I don't have many spells. I just don't know what they do. <laughs> the Dragonborn uh, walks up to you behind you very slowly, and he goes, uh, If you would like help with the spells... I can give you my knowledge on each of them. Oh, yeah, I would really appreciate that. 
I see you've taken an interest to them. These spell scrolls are temporary spells. They're not for learning, but more for temporary use. As soon as you unfurl one of them, ripping the string off, it casts the spell. Huh. This one right here. He picks up the one that says paste on it. You see magical runes are strewn across the outside of the paper and are gleaming a little. This one allows you to perfectly mend two items. As long as they weigh less than five pounds. As for this <sighs> one right here. And he picks up the shark's maw spell. This summons a pair of ghastly sharks that attack for you. Wow, that sounds really cool. It, this one has a trickier spell to create. Thus, the price is a little steep. Hmm, I see. As for this one, he picks up electric shock and he holds it out to you. As soon as you open the scroll, it does a tiny little zap towards anyone you point the scroll at. And this one right here. If you are looking for an item, as soon as you unfurl the scroll and think about the item, it will instantly locate it for you. Ah. Oh. That one sounds useful. As for the Ice Dagger spell, it summons a flurry of icy daggers that lunge into whoever you aim it at. And this last one right here is called a healing scroll. It simply heals whoever you wrap the paper around. Oh, and this one. He, you see he's just picking up scrolls, and he's so <laughs> fascinated in telling you about it, Aww. and he kind of rambles a little. Um, and this last one right here is called Mystic Cloud. It creates a spell. This vibrant cloud of smoke that ensnares you and your foes. It obscures vision and makes it harder for them to attack. I see. I do like the sun. Which ones specifically are interesting to you? Um, I think I like the misty cloud and which one? The this. I'm guessing that was the spontaneous. Um, spontaneous search? Yeah, that one. The spontaneous search one goes for 25 gold. Ugh, okay. And the um, misty cloud goes for 50. My god, why is everything... Okay. Um, 
he did say that they were hard to make. That is true. Okay. Um, I guess I'll take the spontaneous search then. Oh. 25, right? Okay. Yes, 25 for the spontaneous search. I was spending so much money. <laughs> and it was two gold for the other stuff, if you didn't mark yeah. that off for money. Yeah. Oh, God. Anything else catching your eyes? Um. Uh, what about you, Jewel? Does anything seem interesting to you? Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't really have a big interest in something here. Hmm. That's fine. You can always just look around. Yeah. I think I found everything I wanted in here. Alright, then we can just go. Alright. And as you guys uh, pay for the items and walk out of the store, the dragonborn waves you off. And uh, anything else you two want to do? Um, I think that's about it for now. Alright. And as you guys begin to progress downstairs to meet up with uh, Eldorus and Adric, you do meet up with them at the docks after passing by everything, the two ships. And you see the uh, the gnomes have finished working on your ship already. That was fast. All right. You see one of them... Uh, Gives you a salute before flying off. Oh. <laughs> They're silly. And Eldorus goes... Didn't... Okay, wait. Hmm? You know... That was awesome. But, <laughs> uh... We got the... The, the information we needed... To, oh. you know, find the person who's strong enough to take us there. Did it you was get anything? very easy. Oh. He kind yes. of gave us an invitation and a compass leading us to them. Really? Just like that? Yeah. yeah. Apparently we just really didn't want to go. Well, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that Yeah, we he was just a really nice Marine. He even shut up your brother. Huh. Yeah, that was kind of funny. What a cool guy. Were you finding anything else? Oh, um... Me and Jewel just went to this magic shop and I got a couple things, but... Magic shop? Oh, yeah, it just... It has spells and different magical items in it. Ooh. They have anything spooky? Anything scary? Hmm... I don't know about spooky. Oh, but they did have this really cool cape that looked like it was flowing in the wind, but like there was no I'm wind. Just... Yeah, and it was black and it has feathers on it. That's I feel like you and Mother oh. would really like it. <clears throat> yeah, that does sound very nice. He almost broke uh, character. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say down. to me? 
See, I, I don't, don't know, know you're, what you're talking about. You're so edgy and brooding, but then as soon as you heard about a cape, your eyes went really big, kind of like Mako in a frying pan. <laughs> I don't want to be compared to him going nerd over a, fry, a frying pan. Mm. Well, it's nice to see that you're both interested Anyways. in things. Uh, uh, right. Did you all get his stuff? I am pretty sure he left some things behind. Well, uh, no, we were kind of in a rush to find him, just in case he would be dead. Yeah. And he was dead. Oh. Well, in a way. In a way. In a way. I think it's important to get those things back first. Yeah. I'll go run and get them. Alright, uh, yeah. sounds good. If you guys want to explore the marketplace a bit more, or just get on the ship, that'd be good too. Uh, yes, of course. You sure you don't want to look at that cape? You seemed really interested. Uh, um, you know, maybe I can take a little look. Well, we could always go back then. Yeah, I think that would be fine. Alright then, let's go. Um, you guys uh, follow Eldoras into the place, into the peony pedal again. You walk by uh, both of those ships and then up the stairs. And you guys are met with the magic shop, Arcana Afloat. The dragonborn goes, oh, welcome back, you all. Hello again. Hello. That's the cape. Uh. Ah, it's right over here. Uh-huh. And, Adric, you see a cape bellowing in the lack of wind. You see it buttons around the neck with a shield insignia. Oh, that is so awesome. Isn't it? What? Huh? Okay. How much gold does this man have? I'm sure he had a lot. Your pockets are exactly the same, so uh, you still have as much gold as Manko. Alright, he did have a lot, especially after that little island trip of his that took a week. Oh well. And he looks over at the price. It's uh, 50 dollars, or 50 coins. Oh my god, okay, that is... Eh? What is a hefty bunch <laughs> I think I'll pay him back later. If I get the money back. Um, the price to pay for looking cool. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> love it, too. You know what? You're right. He would so. like it, too. It's like I a gift gotten that it he myself. paid for. Yeah. Huh? I would have gotten it myself if I could afford it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you all had to fix the ship and then 
All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I'll get it for him then. Us. I'll get it for us. And as you pick up this cloak and put it over your shoulders, uh, you hand the Dragonborn 50 gold. And it is bellowing like it's in the wind constantly. Oh, it's so cool. It does make you feel fucking awesome. He like crosses his arms looking really smug. (laughs) And I will... Add this magic item to your inventory. Um, here, let me add this. <laughs> Give it this cape. This is actually a really cool cape. You're gonna have to attune to it, but it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually gives you a bonus to your AC. Awesome. Wait, oh. do you have to attune to it? Oh, yes, you uh, do. Hmm. I guess so. The dragonborn looks at you and goes, You'll have to attune to that one. Enter a deep state of mind for a couple of hours. And make the magic one with yours. Alright, sounds good for me. Thank, Thank you, you for um, supporting us. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Dunbarg. Dunbarg Rothfay. Dunbarg. I'm Ninad. It was nice learning about those spells and everything. It was a pleasure. And you see he fixes these circle glasses that were on his nose, pushes them back up. Alright, we should get going now. Oh yes, of course. Thank you. Please do come back again. And as you guys walk out, uh, anywhere else you guys are going? Uh, can we look around to see what there is? Yes, there is the blacksmith, a leather, um, kind of a person who makes things with leather, leather mm. worker, my brain. Um, and then the carpentry place that is up here. Those are the main things up here. Mm, okay. There was a third floor, right? As you look for the third floor, you see that there is a staircase leading upwards, but it is closed off. Oh, Oh, weird. There is a bunch of rope in front of it, and there is a huge tarp covering the top of the stairs. Was that in the direction of the amusement park, or is that just a different area? No, this is like a... Like, a different, completely different area. You're on the second floor right now. Huh. That's strange. There is more stuff on the first floor. Okay. I guess we'll go back down then? Yeah, I guess so. And as you guys are coming back down, you meet up with Eldorus at the bottom of the stairs, and he's carrying Mako's pack. Oh, you got his stuff. Yes, I got everything. All right. Galeo tried to punch me in the face, but he was stopped again. He tried to what? Again. I didn't know he had such a temper. I just think he really hates the fact that I kidnapped you. Uh, 
Really kidnapped is... It was like a half kidnapping. I kind of yeah. wanted to leave anyway. Yeah, it really doesn't help that Whoa. I rub that fact in his face. <sighs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, she didn't even want to hang out with you in the first place. Loser. Well, <laughs> you're not exactly wrong. <laughs> yeah, see? And he didn't like that, so he tried to punch me. And so, uh, he got held back by Carrion. What a good guy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an issue for another time. Yes. I think Ileo is trying to follow us off the island, or off the peony pedal. So, oof. <sighs> he needs to mind his own business. Well. Very persistent. What a freak. I mean, I guess it is kind of scary to see your own sister being just taken away and then not knowing if she's alive or not, but I mean, well, I am he alive. Knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My pants are doing. I think I can agree with that entire previous point. We'll stop by Lavanella sometime. It's on the outskirts of the Ardisia Sea, so we'll come across it eventually. Yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to do while we're here? I think I am fine for now. Uh, yeah, me too. Alright, then. Shall we proceed to save Mako? Time is of the essence. Of course. Yeah. And you guys march down the docks. And towards your ship. You pass the Sepal 7 sign. And you climb aboard your freshly redone ship. You see, they went out of their way to even fix the sails. Oh, wow. They did a really good job. Hmm. That's wonderful. We can't even notice the damage. I wonder how Gao and Kishi are doing. Oh, yeah. Hopefully Gao didn't try to, like, eat him or something. Oh, fuck. What? Would he actually... Oh, oh maybe, if he got hungry enough. When was the uh, last time you fed it? Uh, like, before we left... Before we left Golas. We really need to start bringing you know, him maybe with us or something. Bring him something to eat. Yeah. Before he eats the old man. Well, I'm sure we have fish in barrels. Maybe Gao got to that. Oh, yeah, hopefully so then. Either way, Kishi should be in the captain's quarters. As he is walking towards the captain's quarters, he opens the doors and you see that Kishi isn't there. Oh. Well, oh, he's not fuck. there. Kishi? Kishi. Kishi. Uh, let's check below deck. Alright. And as you guys open the trap door, you see Kishi holding Gao in a headlock. You like that? Uh, you fucking uh, like that? What? You bitch! What? You tried to fucking attack on? me! Um. Oh, he did. What? Oh my god. You tried to step to this old man? I fucking got you! I'm fucking built! 
<laughs> I'm built different. I think he's built different. You ain't ever seen an old man like me. Oh my god. Well, he took care of the matter one way. You see Gal begins to try to like tap out. And Kishi's like, <laughs> yeah, one, two, three. You're out, sucker. You're out. Oh my god. This is so Ooh. interesting. <laughs> you know, I wonder how... You all got to know this man like this, but okay. And as you guys sit there watching Kishi wrestle Gao, that is where we will end the session. <laughs> okay, that's a Definitely one. ended on a better note than the last one. Absolutely. <laughs>